Hello, 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 everyone. I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to the very first episode of season three of Life Got in the Way. This is the podcast where we focus on growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. And today's episode, I'm going to try to do something a little different. I know I don't do different very well, but I'm going to try. Um, One of the things that I've always found a little more challenging for me is to kind of talk about myself. So I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about myself. I won't have a co-host for the most of the episode, but I do want this opportunity to just kind of connect with you and to tell my listeners a little bit about my journey. So life got in the way, season three, episode one. The first thing I want to say is welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so glad to be back. Um, This 10-month hiatus uh, was not planned. It wasn't a part of the plan. Um, Originally, I had plans of just taking a small break, but that small break just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the next thing you know, 10 months later, and it's like, oh, okay, I think I'm finally ready to pick this back up. So um, a lot of times, you know, we have this idea of just too much to juggle. And that's kind of where I was at. I was juggling too much. So for me, my juggling act is um, where things got a little, I guess you could say, tricky. So, you know, the thing about juggling is that It's all good when you have a balance and you got a rhythm and everything is just falling hand to hand to hand and you're throwing it up and down and it's working. But what happens is it only takes one for you to just kind of turn your head slightly or that one misstep and the whole rhythm of everything just falls down. So that's kind of what happened a little bit for me. Um, I was juggling. Until everything just kind of fell down. So uh, I guess I'll start with uh, one of the things that changed dramatically was I got a new job, which was great. You know, new job, new opportunities, new change of scenery. But the change of scenery was such a change of scenery because I literally went from one coast to the other. I went from life on the East Coast to now I'm on the West Coast. And if anybody has ever done a cross-country move, that's a lot. And it was so much. There's so many dynamics to that type of move. The packing, you had to settle all your affairs, trying to ship things. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was fortunate that I didn't, like, pack everything up in a, um, in a, in a big old truck and just take it across cross country because it was like, it's too much. It's too much. I'm just going to ship the things that I like and I want and go from there. And I'm not going to try to do all of that and, and bringing things that I could just, per- it'll be easier to just purchase while I'm, you know, in the new surroundings and a new environment that I'm in. So that's kind of what we did. We just uh, spent a lot of time just trying to just get everything going, packing and everything like that. And I would say one of the worst things was UPS. Bless, bless UPS. But it was when things, when things go wrong, they go wrong. And I remember I had this big package shipped and I told them 
when I was in on the East Coast, I was like, hey, I'm not going to be there right away. This is the date I'm going to be there so I can pick up my package. So I'll pick it up from the, you know, the, the UPS store on the West Coast. And this is when I'm going to do it. And they were like, okay, okay, sure. And I was like, I don't want it to be sent too early because I won't be there right away. Okay, great. So that's what they said. And then the next thing you know, it shipped. And it shipped too early. And so it gets there and they was like, oh, this package is too big for our store. So we sent it back. I'm like, really? You sent it back? Sent it back where? Because I'm not there to receive it. So it was like, wow. So now I'm going back and forth. I'm like, okay, so I paid to have it sent to where I was on the West Coast. You guys have sent it back on the East Coast. How is it going to get back to me? And in what shape is it going to get back to me? And that, when I tell you by the time I got that box, it it was practically falling apart. Like, I think I blew on it and the thing just, just crumbled. That's how bad it was. But thankfully, my stuff wasn't too damaged. But it was definitely things that I needed. And it was, it was, it was, oh, it was, a, it was the worst. So it was, it was a blessing and it was the worst at the same time. For the most part, I got most of my things or we got most of our stuff, but it was, it was a task. And not only was I doing that cross country move, but I was ending a job. So I was ending one job and then literally starting another one like the next week. So thankfully I was able to kind of do some work from home type stuff before I had to, you know, because they knew I was moving across country. So they, you know, my new employers were very gracious enough to allow me that uh, time to still work, but um, not have to necessarily be local. But it was, it was, it was a lot wrapping up an old job and immediately starting a new one. And most people were like, oh, you didn't take a break. I was like, nope. Ain't got time to break, take a break because I got to go, got to go, got to keep moving, got to do things. I was also teaching. I had to wrap up my teaching thing, you know, you know, wrapping up. I mean, and the thing with the teaching, it was like that was on a different timeline, right? So I was teaching online and students don't care about you moving or you doing this. You have an obligation to them to get what they need. So I still had an obligation to make sure they got what they needed and I still had to teach lessons and and grade and trying to do all that stuff in the process of moving and and packing and and it was a lot. So that was one of the big things, you know, saying bye to friends, trying to catch up with people before I go, which I was terrible with that. And for all of those people on the East Coast that I did not get to connect with, I'm so sorry. I had to go. But I'll be back one day and I'll visit and it'll be great. But I couldn't meet with everyone. I wish I could. I wanted to see more people. But I was like, you know what? I'm not gone forever. I'll, I'll be definitely be back on the East Coast and can catch up with people. But it was it was hard. It was I did try to get in as many people as I could. But it was a task. The other thing that was like a big thing was like, even though you're you're doing such a big move, a big change in life one of the things you don't think about is your health right getting you know when you go from one coast to another you got to get new doctors you got to transfer things so that means you got to meet with your old doctors see them one last time get everything transferred over meet with your new doctors you know you get a dentist you get a doctor you get eye doctor you get all these different people you know 
that you have to connect with and then get your stuff together. And so that's a task. Finding the right one, that's a task. Finding, you know, you can't do that until you get your insurance and you can't get your insurance until you're at your establishment. So it's just a lot of that. The things you don't think about getting sick in a new area, different weather climate, different different uh, environment, different um, allergens. And for me, I'm allergic to everything indoor and outdoor. So coming from one space into another and it was, you know, around the time that I moved at that time, it was right in the middle of spring. So spring was in the air, literally flying all around. And it really messed me up. It really messed me up. Uh, so I was I was kind of messed up with my allergies and everything for a good first couple of weeks into the uh, the new state and the new the new coast. So that wasn't fun. The family situations. It was always family stuff. And um, as you get older, your parents also get older. So there's also another dynamic to your life as you get older. And you have to think about, you know, how can you best help your parents in certain situations and just being there for them. And, you know, you get to a point where your roles kind of reverse a little bit. And then, you know, thankfully, I had some great siblings and great family members, and we all able to come together if there's ever anything that my parents need or or anything like that. We can all come together as a family and just be there for one another and help each other and do whatever needs to get done. So I'm very thankful for that. But shout out to all of the people who um, caretakers to their family members and their loved ones. It's It's not an easy task. It's not... It's it's a lot. It can be a lot. It can be a lot on your emotional being and it'll take a toll on your body, your, you know, your physical health, but it's a lot to take care of. And I applaud all of the people who do that on a daily basis, on a regular basis, because you're so needed. And it's, it's sometimes it can be a thankless um, job that you're doing, but you're doing it because these are people that you really care about. These are people that you love. And that's what you do for the ones that you love. But that doesn't mean it doesn't come with these challenges. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough that my parents are still, you know, in a situation where they're, they're good. But, you know, get to a point where you people have to do come in and step in and do a little bit more. So I'm always thankful for those people who are able to to come in and step in and do a little bit more. And I love when families can come together for a common cause to do that. So, you know, so you're dealing with those types of things. Another thing that happened, uh, I got married. kind of did that, went from the whole girlfriend to wife type of thing. That was fun. It was cool. I mean, we had been together for a while, so it wasn't um, a huge transition, but it was a transition to start thinking about other people. Can't just go out to eat and then not think about bringing your your spouse something back <laughs> when you go out. So, you know, little things like that, you know, and, you know, sharing this, um, you know, we already shared a space, so it wasn't too too much of a transition, but there's a lot of different things, making sure you're making time to hang out with one another. And then also making sure that you're still maintaining some level of individuality, that you're still doing things that you love to do, that you're still, you know, doing hobbies. And then you find hobbies that you guys can do together. So that was was some things, um, you know, things, things you just didn't expect 
the sharing and merging of things and changing names and doing all these things. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, um, so that happened. What else? I turned 40. It was a milestone uh, situation, which was great. I love and embrace milestones, but it was like that happened. The move happened. Going across country, leaving my friends behind, trying to make new friends. And that, okay, I'm not good at that yet. I haven't mastered because I'm over the age of 35. And it's already hard enough to make friends over the age of 35. But now I'm supposed to make friends and be in a new area and have a new job and trying to figure everything out. So I haven't been the best at that. I must admit, I have not been the best at that, but I'm working on it. So those, all of those things together was just like, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I'm juggling a lot. And then I had a podcast, a podcast that you got to promote, a podcast that you have to find guests for, that you have to have time to interview guests. And and it just got to be, and it was just so much. I was thankful that I, you know, I had my producer for the podcast and they were doing things, but it got to a point where I was just burnt out and I was like, I don't even want to do this no more. And it wasn't, it was taking, it wasn't fun for me. Like the whole reason I started the podcast during the pandemic was because I wanted to get back to being creative. For those who don't know about me, I I come from a writing background. Uh, I got, you know, I have an MFA, all of that stuff. I, I do write. I love writing. But after the MFA program, I kind of, writing went on the backseat. And during the pandemic, I just didn't feel as inspired to write. But I did feel that inspiration to be creative. So that's why starting the podcast at that time was just very therapeutic and very fun. And it was something that I was consistent with because one of the things as a writer was, I think I talked about it in a podcast once about I lack discipline and consistency. And so I was like, if I can be disciplined and consistent with this podcast, I feel like I can build strong skills that would get me back to the writing. And I think it really did do that for me. It gave me that consistency that, and it took, it took a while for me to get back into writing more consistently um, and, 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 and with discipline. I'm still working on it. I'm a work in progress. But I just kind of started to turn my creative I guess, outlets into other things. So instead of working on the podcast, you know, I had an opportunity to work with a a, a well-renowned uh, local poet who was working on a novel. I got to, you know, do copy editing and that was a great experience, but it took time. So I had to take time for that. I wrapped up my teaching thing. That was an experience. That was my first time um, teaching online outside of a traditional institution. So that was a little different, but you know, it was something that um, I did and I was proud of that. And then there was also just writing again. I just started to do different, uh, I would guess I would say different writing dynamics. I started to write, I was looking at more of like, you know what, I always wanted to write a stage play. And I was like, why haven't I done that? I mean, I've done all these different genres I've done all these different styles of writing but why haven't I written a stage play which was always a passion of mine so I was like you know what I'm gonna do that I'm going to attempt and tackle that test so 
I am doing that. Um, I'm excited about that. And that's something that maybe down the line I'll talk about a little bit more, but it is something that I am working on. And it is definitely something that I'm happy to be doing again. So I had a lot of changes, but with all those changes, there comes life lessons, right? Life lessons in terms of I had to learn how to navigate new spaces just in the new um, physical space, but in this, in the sense that I had to learn how to juggle and balance the things that mean something to me. You know, now I'm juggling my creativity. I'm juggling um, working, teaching all these different avenues, different elements all coming together and that's cultivating and and essentially is the essence of me. And it's not that I can't do all these things. It's just that I have to have a balance. And I have to learn to do a little bit at a time and not try to overload myself. Because I think I stopped writing because I was like, well, I'm not disciplined. If I can't write two hours a day, I'm not doing it. And I was like, I don't need to write two hours a day. If I can get 30 minutes in. You know, that's a tiny victory. That's that's something. And if I did that every day, then I got a lot accomplished. And so that's what I did. I started to take some of the big things and I made them smaller. So I made that a smaller task. And that helped me. That helped me to more consistent. It was easier to do it that way. And instead of thinking things in totality, sometimes it's best to just make things a little smaller, a little bit more digestible. Some people, you can give them a big old plate of food and they look at it and they're overwhelmed and so they're no longer hungry. That's kind of how it was. I had so much on my plate that I was full before I even took a first bite. And, and it was just it was just too much for me. So now I have smaller portions. They're more digestible. I just do things a little bit at a time. And I try to balance things instead of, you know, trying to um, take over the world. I'm, I'm, I'm having balance in my work life as well as balance in my, you know, social life. And I, I play the video games. I still do things that I love to do, but I'm trying to have a little bit more balance with that. And it's, it's a process. One of my life lessons was learning to trust my instincts because my instincts were the reason why I took the that leap of faith, so to speak, or, you know, decided to say, hey, this is the right place for me because, I mean, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know the location like that. I didn't know the the job that well, but I knew it felt right. And, and I felt like when everything is meant for you, it's going to fall into place. And things fell into place for me, for my situation. And it, it did it in a good way. So, I will say life can get in our way, but sometimes we have to learn to just trust in ourselves, trust our instincts when things are too much. Learn to step away. Trust that when an opportunity comes or if it's meant for you, that it that it's going to happen. I have to trust that, hey, I'm 40, but just because I haven't accomplished certain things in life doesn't mean that it's not going to happen for me. It just hasn't happened yet. So 
I'm keeping all of those things in in my in my mind and I'm going to move forward. And so I am excited about this season because I'm going to bring to you guests who are also have been been where you've been, who have felt the way you felt at certain times when you felt stuck or you felt like is my life ever going to change? Was are things ever going to happen for me? They've been there and the best way to learn is to learn through learn through others because that's the best way to to kind of get inspiration. Like I'm always inspired by someone else's journey. You know, when I look at like Toni Morrison, she she wasn't, you know, she got her start in writing her books a lot later in life. You know, you look at um Samuel Jackson, he became an actor a lot later in life. Be author you know, she and, and Estelle Getty, you know, I, I'm sorry, the Golden Girls references. I love Golden Girls. For anybody who doesn't know, I love the Golden Girls. But with both of them, they got their starts later in life. And just because things don't happen when you're 20s or in your 30s doesn't mean that certain things aren't going to happen for you. You go through life cycles, right? What is for someone at 20 may not be for you at 20, but it may be for you at 30. It may be for you at 40. It may be for you at 50. But don't give up on the things that you felt weren't real, weren't tangible. You have dreams. If you wanted to start that business, if you wanted to write that book, you want to do those things, you can. You can. And that's what this podcast is about. Hey, life does get in the way. We have families. We have obligations. We have life. We have death. We have grief we have all of those things but that doesn't mean that we can't still have all the things that we've always wanted to do and all the things we've dreamed of we just got to keep that dream alive we got to keep pushing forward and that's what i'm doing in my personal life and that's what i want to do in my creative space and on this podcast i want you guys to feel encouraged to feel inspired to keep going and yeah that's that's where we're at right now. So we're going to have some cool guests. Um, some are lined up. Some haven't been lined up yet. But don't fear because they will be here and it's going to be great. And yeah, I just wanted to take this time to thank the people who have still been listening to the podcast. I see your views and, and thank you for just continuing to listen. And I hope to get more people who want to listen more people who are interested in the podcast because I think this is a great experience and a great opportunity for people to just learn from others, hear great stories, and just feel connected, right? So um, I thank you for listening. I want you guys to continue to follow the podcast. Click on the follow button, watching the episodes. Make sure you um, you, you, you know, you like the episodes and if you want to hear more, if you have questions, shoot me an email. I'm happy. It's, uh, life got in the way podcast at gmail.com. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to just listen, to hear from you all out there in the world. And I'm just so appreciative. And we're also on Instagram, LGITW underscore podcast. That's for life got in the way because you know it's kind of long so gotta put it in um put it in an acronym <laughs> so um but check it out we're also on facebook under the same thing and i just want to say i am excited and i can't wait for you guys to hear the the second episode we already got that in the 
in the works we just have to post it so you're gonna hear about that soon so just stay tuned all right thanks again for joining and life got in the way but it doesn't have to stay in the way all right